Welcome to Bible Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Before we get started on the topic, I want to read what the Bible is. A reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the time, the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. Forty authors, 66 volumes, books, a span of 1,500 years in three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe. Written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in Aramaic. Hundreds of subjects and topics. That's why we can trust and depend on what the Bible says, God's Word. Because God is in control and His Word is something that we can believe and we can trust in. Today we're going to be reading the destruction of the temple and signs of the end times. You can find this in Matthew chapter 24 in the NIV, the New International Version. And we're starting at verse 1 of Matthew 24. Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. Do you see all these things? He asked. Truly I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. Verse 3, as Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Verse 4, Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and I will deceive many. Excuse me, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Verse 7, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth planes. Let's stop there for a minute. If you notice, if you just look around you and what, and if you, you know, see news um, and a lot of other things going on in various countries, you see this happening. In fact, this has been happening for a long time, but even more so now uh, that we've been going through um, hearing about uh, nation against nation, wars, rumors of wars, people claiming to be Christ or saying, oh, this guy's Jesus or that guy's or whatever, you know, so this has been going on for a while. And this is why the Lord gave us his word so we can be aware of what's going on and not be afraid, but to put our trust in Jesus alone. Let's continue. Verse 9, then you will be handed over to the to be persecuted and put to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. Verse 10, at that time many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other so you can see that's going on right now let's continue verse 11 and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people verse 12 because of the increase of wickedness the love of mo most will grow cold verse 13 but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved Verse 14, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. And as you see now, you know, there's satellites um, in space that um, they're bouncing off, um, like your phones and televisions and, and all this stuff you can see around the world. And 
just on your phone now you can get 24 hours of date news live and everything else and see what's going on everywhere so so the technology is there verse 15 so when you when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation spoken of through the prophet daniel and i would suggest you go to the old testament and read daniel's because uh, it prophesies and it tells you what's uh, what's going to happen in the last days in the book of Revelation. Uh, let the reader understand, verse 16, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Verse 17, no one on the housetop go down to take anything out of his house. Verse 18, let no one in the field go back to get their cloak. Verse 19, how dreadful it, it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Verse 20, pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on the Sabbath. Verse 21, for then there will be great distress, unequal from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. Verse 22, if those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. Verse 23, at that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it. Verse 24, for false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Verse 25, see, I have told you ahead of time. So if anyone tells you there, there he is out of the wilderness, do not go out. Or he is in the inner rooms. Do not believe it. Verse 27. For his lightning that comes from the east is visible. Even in the west so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Which is Jesus. Verse 28. Where, wherever there is a carcass, there the vultures will gather. Verse 29. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will follow fall from the skies, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the signs of the Son of Man in heaven, and then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Verse 31, And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. Verse 32, Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Verse 33, even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near right at the, the door. Verse 34, truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Verse 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Now we're going, uh, uh, the next one is the day and hour unknown verse 36 but about that day or hour no one knows not even the angels in heaven nor the son but only the father verse 37 as it is written in the days of noah so it will be at the coming of the son of man verse 38 for in the days before the flood people were eating and drinking marrying and giving in marriage up to the day noah entered the ark verse 39 and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Verse 40, two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Verse 41, two women will be grinding. 
with a hand mill. One will be taken, the other will left. Verse 42, therefore, keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. Verse 33, but understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. Verse 44, so you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time? Verse 36, it will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Verse 47, truly I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. Verse 48, but suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, my master is staying away a long time. And he then begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. Verse 50, the master of that servant will come on the day when he does not expect him. And at an hour, he is not aware of. Verse 51, he will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So in other words, we can't grow faint we can't give up. You know, we must keep our trust in the Lord. And how do we do this? By reading the Bible daily without fail and doing what it says. Personally, what I do is I read um, I read a chapter in the old, a chapter in the new, and then I also read Psalms. And I'll give you my reading habits. I read Psalm 35, Psalm 51, Psalm 91, and um, Psalm 23. I find this helps me personally. Um, in Psalm 35, the Founding Fathers, I would read Psalm 35 and it inspired them. But they, they knew the Bible and they read the whole Bible also. But you need to just find a good time that's good for you to read and and uh, create your own, you know, like some in Psalms and Proverbs, you know, Ecclesiastics, you know, Song of Solomon, whatever. But especially Psalms and Proverbs really helps because um, Psalms is more, you, you know, it gives you, gives you um, some good things to look at. And then Proverbs has a lot of wisdom. But anyways, and but make sure you also read the, uh, 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 some in the New Testament and some in the the Old Testament, the New and the Old. And it's important because this is what feeds us. It's like if you quit eating, then you're going to get weak and you're going to eventually die if you don't eat and at least drink water. And it's the same with your with your spiritual life. If you don't feed on the word of God and read that word of God daily and practice what it's telling us to do, then you're going to grow weak and you're going to fall away. And that's why we have so many people falling away because they uh, they got complacent and lazy and they quit reading. And this goes for, uh, for ministers also, preachers, pastors, you know, evangelists, you know, people are turning away because they quit reading it they start listening to the world and they fill their life with the world and then you become the world and that's you know it's kind of like the old saying what you hang around you become
Okay, uh, let me continue reading. And I'm going to continue. Uh, again, this is Matthew chapter 24. And I'll be reading uh, continually in 20, verse 29 to 51, the NIV New International Version. So verse 29, immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall away from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Verse 30, then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. 31, and he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his Elect from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other. Verse 32, now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. 33, even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. Verse 34, truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things will happen. Verse 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Okay, this is Jesus speaking. So, now that we've completed that, now he's made it, Jesus had made it very clear of the destruction of the temple and the signs of the end times. As he was speaking with his disciples, letting them know what's going to happen. So, now that you've heard this, I want you to go back and read Matthew 24 for yourself. And make sure you understand it and go on to Matthew 25. Because this is very important reading that we need, especially for the, the days and times that we're living in right now. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having the seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity or sin or wickedness. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. This is important. So, so if you're listening and you're not a Christian... Maybe just checking this out. Uh, let's just go through it and see if you're a good person. Like if you can make it to heaven on your own. Okay. Um, have you ever lied? We all have. I'm even not meaning to or white lie, whatever. A lie is a lie. And so what he calls one that lies? A liar. You see, we only have to break one of the commandments to be guilty of all According to the Bible, the Word of God. Um, have you uh, have you ever uh, took something that wasn't yours, or maybe borrowed it? Uh, even a pen, the value doesn't matter. It's the act. And maybe you borrowed a pen, never brought it back, didn't think much of it, because ah, it's just a little cheap pen, don't really matter. But you borrowed it, and you should bring it back, or whatever it was a paper clip, don't matter what it is, rubber band, whatever. You see. So what do you call someone who steals? A thief. Um, have you ever looked at another person with lust? You know, we pretty much all have. According to Jesus, if you looked at another person with lust, we've committed adultery in our hearts already. That's three of the Ten Commandments that we've, we've looked at. 
um, um, have you ever made another god, uh, another god, or according to the Ten Commandments, um, you shall have no other gods before me. So have we ever made another god? Well, we all have because we made a god in our own, own uh, imagination. That's fine with everything we do. You ever notice that you can point out what somebody else does, but you never look at yourself or very, very seldom do we do we blame ourselves or we take the blame. But we're always pointing fingers at someone. Oh, look what somebody else did. Oh, look what they did like that. But you never look at yourself. We can do the same thing and, and we just don't pay attention to it. But we see somebody else do the same thing. Oh, look what they're done, you know. So that's, so you see, that's why we're all guilty. The Ten Commandments it's also called God's moral law, shows us our guilt. You see, we can't keep the Ten Commandments because because we're wicked. We were born into sin. Uh, going back to Adam and Eve, the first two that was uh, that God created, but because they both disobeyed God, first the Eve gave in to the, um, Satan came as a snake and uh, uh, um, he uh, he got her to to eat the forbidden fruit. Then then Eve got Adam to do the same, but they're both guilty because he could have said no. But the reason why God did that so they would choose every day because He said you have you could eat out of everything that's here in the this wonderful garden that I've made for you, but this one tree don't touch it. But He says for the day you do, you'll surely die. So he meant, so he meant that you would die, not physically, because you would be cursed, right? But also, but also spiritually, because now we've we've gone against God. So God, because His word never changes, what He says goes. Like you know, people we change all the time, but God does not. What He says goes. So He had to. He had to create a, uh, uh, he had to get a one-time sacrifice which was his son Jesus, who came in the flesh, which really it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, or Holy Spirit. That means it's one God with three persons, but it's still one God, you know. So God actually came in the flesh and sacrificed so that we could come by faith believing and not have to do like, like his people, uh, Israel, had to do. Where they had to sacrifice animals and stuff for the the blood, you know, to cover the sins, but they had to do it all the time. And this way, we don't have to worry about that. We can just come by faith, believing, by repenting of our sins, asking God for forgiveness, realizing we're guilty, and then putting our trust in Christ alone, in, in Jesus, um, giving yourself to Jesus Christ. Said, Lord, forgive me. I I now place my trust from myself to you alone, Jesus to God then you will be saved because Jesus came he walked for three and a half years preaching the good news the gospel of how to get saved now through him then he went and he allowed him he allowed the Romans and um, to to whip him and punish him then hang him on the cross with nails in his hands and feet because that's how they would torture people back then and he did that and the last thing he said was um it is finished, which means the debt had been paid that we owed God. Just like if you were to go before a judge and you've murdered 
like three people and kill them, torture them, whatever. And so he's going to pay you with wages. The wages of sin is death. So that means we've earned our guilt. We earned, uh, we earned the penalty for what we did. So if a guy's standing there and he did all this, then the judge is going to give him what he deserves, right? It's the same thing. But see, now we can have mercy through because Jesus came. So if you've been listening to uh, what I've been reading and saying and you realize that you need to repent of your sins as God for forgiveness and then put your trust from yourself to Jesus alone, then I would suggest you do that. Let me pray for Heavenly Father. We come to you right now and we ask that, that those that are listening, Father God, that you will touch their hearts and their minds, Lord, to, that that let your Holy Spirit convict them, Lord Father God, for those who have not repented of their sins and put their trust in you alone, Jesus, that they can become believers in you, Father God, and not worry about where they would go when they die. They know they would go to heaven and not to hell because hell is made for those who reject you. And Heavenly Father, just please continue to God and direct them in Jesus' name. Amen. So I would suggest you do that as soon as you can. Don't wait because you don't know. Because um, 54,000 people die every... Um, or 100,000 people die every day. And I believe it's 54 million die every year. So you never know if you're going to be in that number or not. Let me give you some resources that will really help you. And you can watch this on YouTube and go to the website. It's Living Waters with Great Comfort, livingwaters.com. Uh, Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham, answersingenesis.org. Well Builders with David Borton, and he has Christian history. And everything is fantastic. It's American history is really good at wellbuilders.com. And they also have a radio program you can go to. And Dr. Walter Martin. DrWalterMartin.org and he, he will teach you a lot of great things and then you watch uh, you can go on there it, it's a short video, it's very good though it, it's 23 Minutes in Hell with Bill Weiss it's fantastic and also if you want to learn some stuff you can go uh, to The Beat it's the name of it, it's on YouTube with Alan Parr and he can instruct you and also I would suggest that you would go to TCT Network. You can, you can put that in the search engine online. And, and you can put in uh, the TCT Network and put that in there. And there's two sh shows they have that are very good, and, and you can watch them on demand. One is Faith and History with William Federer, and it's about um, mostly American history, but also some world history. Um, and if you want to know about the Old Testament, you can watch... Ancient Jewish Wisdom with Rabbi Daniel Lappin. Really good. And if you would like to write me, if you want to, if you need a Bible and you can't afford one, let me know and I'll give you, I will mail you one. And uh, you can go to our email, uh, which is Bible Education Institute at gmail.com, all lowercase. And you can also go to our website, which is all lowercase. It's Bible dash education-institute.webnode that's w-e-b 
N-O-D-E, webnode.com. So, till next time, stay in the Word of God. Bye.